In a world where James Franco is still considered a credible actor and Mike Busey can open a place called the Sausage Castle, one podcast will rise. One podcast will take a stand. Its hosts steadfast and strengthened by snark and snobbery. This podcast is Cinema Geekly. Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 164, brought to you by our sponsors at Fandango.com. Uh, order movie tickets, gift cards for yourself or loved ones uh, for this upcoming holiday season by using our link, cinemageekly.com slash Fandango, or use the Fandango link at the top of the page at cinemageekly.com. Movies currently out or with uh, tickets available for purchase right now include Justice League for Ragnarok, Star Wars The Last Jedi, Coco, that Pixar movie's uh, getting some buzz. Uh, the Disaster Artist, which I can't believe is a movie that's going to exist. Are you going to see The uh, Disaster yeah, well, Artist? I, yes, I am. Glenn's with me, by the way. Hello, Glenn. Hey, what's up? You're going to go see The Disaster Artist, then. Oh, yeah. Uh, it looks it looks like the most surreal experience I'll ever have. It's about Tommy Wiseau, right? The guy who made uh, The Room? Yeah, it, yeah, but the fact that it's James Franco being him, like, Tommy there's just another... It does feel yeah. weirdly meta, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I was listening to Seth Rogen on Nerdist, and he was saying, because James Franco directed it mm-hmm. as well, and he directed the movie in character, so he is playing Tommy Wiseau, directing a movie about Tommy Wiseau's making of The Room. That's so crazy. <laughs> and he's like, it was really weird. But it worked because he's like, well, obviously it worked because, you know, look at the results that people are clamoring on about, you know. Yes. Like Oscar buzz for a movie that's about like one of the worst movies ever made. That's a it's yeah. Crazy. But I guess it's not the first time because, you know, Ed Wood. That's true. Ed Wood did get some praise as well, did it not? Um, we have some big news to talk about. Actually, you know, before we talk about that, I want to talk about Rotten Tomatoes real quick because it's made a couple of news pieces. Uh, piece number one, uh, they, I don't know if we had a chance to talk about it when we reviewed Justice League last time, but they, I think maybe at the time Rotten Tomatoes didn't release their tomato meter. I don't know, but they have since. Uh, so yeah, the reviews on Justice League are pretty even keeled. It's like forty one percent on the tomato meter, which is not like a passing grade, but the average rating is like a five point three out of ten, which is yeah, pretty it's even. Pretty middle of the road. <laughs> yeah, it's very middle of the road. So even the people who didn't like it, it's not like they hated it. They're just like, eh. Basically, what it boils down to is the people who liked it are like, eh, it was fine. And the people who disliked it were like, eh, it wasn't that good. But there's no straight-up gushing with love or gushing with hatred. 
uh, for the movie, which I think sort of is where we fell on the movie as well. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, oh, by the way, I would like to note that I erroneously, I think I went back and listened to the podcast and I said I gave it a three and a half. I meant to say three and a quarter. Uh, I, did uh, not, huh? I, did, I did not give it a three and a half. I gave it a three and a quarter. Uh-huh. Uh, which I recall. No, that's uh, that's legit miss. I, actually, I almost, uh, I recall saying, or not saying, but I recall thinking that I was about to say four, which was not, in fact, I may have said four. When we were recording, uh, but I could have been wrong. I, I, I definitely misspoke. So, uh, on the contrast to that, Rotten Tomatoes has been in the headlines a bit lately because of this movie Lady Bird. Have you seen the stories about Lady Bird, Glenn? I don't know if you've seen the movie or heard about it even, but uh, it has uh, set a record on Rotten Tomatoes. For reviews, 176 reviews, 100%. There is no rotten, uh, there are no rotten reviews, and the average rating is an 8.9 out of 10. Which is. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of the movie, but I didn't know it was like that. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's, uh, like, uh, Metacritic. It's slightly lower there. Uh, I think there's like one mixed review on Metacritic, uh, but there are no negative reviews. So, uh, crazy. So, <laughs> I don't think that there's a, a, a Ladybird bias. I mean, obviously, I keep seeing the, the DC bias conspiracy theory keeps coming up about Justice League, and I think reviewers just have a bias towards movies they don't like very much. Oh, uh, it's A24. I like A24. They make good movies. Oh, that did Lady Bird? Uh-huh. Yeah. Or the, they did the distribution for it, but generally speaking, A24 does a... I like a lot of their stuff. Yes. Uh, so the big uh, the big news that prompted speaking our... Speaking of which, they're doing Disaster Artist. So, yeah. Also gonna probably get some uh, awards attention. I hope so. Uh, so the big piece of news is, and basically our only topic, um, is, uh, the Avengers Infinity War trailer, which dropped literally this morning as we record this. Uh, I wonder how, Glenn, I wonder if this has anything to do with, uh, the leaked footage. I mean, probably. Uh, because the talk was the talk was that there was going to be uh, a trailer probably coming with Star Wars The Last Jedi, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, And to do it around then would maximize all of the things. But then some footage, I guess, leaked from (laughs) what would have been the trailer. Although I've, I've seen the footage. There's a lot of, like, unfinished CGI shots in it and things like that, too. So I don't know exactly when it was all pulled from, but this footage did leak onto the internet. There was, like, no sound in most of the scenes uh, and things like that as well, and it was all very jumbled and messily cut together. Uh, But I'm guessing maybe that's what prompted this? I'm not sure. But the trailer is out. What did you think of it? That was pretty good. It had a very... It felt very Winter Soldier-ish, which for me is, like, that's what I want it to feel like. Yes. 
Which is weird to kinda say. Like, kind of how we, how what we thought, like, Age of Ultron was going to be, like, darker, you know, I hate saying that, but just, like, more somber. Mm-hmm. You know, all these movies are so bright and colorful. It's okay every once in a while if we have a movie where there seems like there's no hope. <laughs> yes. And I just felt like Josh Brolin very much so portrayed, like, there's no hope. Yes. And uh, that's okay. And I will and I will say this. They they have been, the Russos have been doing this in their movies. Which is weird, because these are the people that did, like, Arrested Development or whatever, but... Uh, Winter Soldier was a, a much more somber movie uh, where the stakes felt a little more weighty. Even though you were not a huge fan of Civil War, uh, you can't really argue that they went with a similar tone by the end of that movie. Uh, the things were not happy and bright and colorful and, and happy. It was They didn't do a very happy ending uh, at the end of that movie where everything is torn apart, ripped apart, etc., etc., uh, you know, and yeah, I mean, I would say, I would say that would be true after the big friendly pillow fight that they had on a airport. Yeah. I would definitely say, like, when they're in the bunker deal with the missile, like, oh yeah, yeah, that whole stuff, and like when Black Panther walks up to the guy in the snow. Oh, all that and, stuff was great. Yeah, yeah, all, I mean, I would say yeah. Uh, uh, after the big, big fun fight, yeah, I like the pillow fight too, but that's just me. I think it play, I think it played into it. I think it played into like, you know, things aren't that serious. Uh they're going to do a big fun cool fight that isn't that serious, but then things started getting serious. Uh probably actually probably when like War Machine got blown out of the sky, that's when like uh it stopped being playtime after that, I guess. Yeah. Um and yeah, I uh you know, the Marvel the Marvel roller coaster decided to, you know, then go back to doing fun with Spider-Man, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, and it was really good. Thor Ragnarok, which went a little, for me, it, it leaned a little too heavy on the comedy. Although I still had a lot of fun. You, you can't say that it was a. You can't say that it wasn't fun. It was a fun movie, but it, it was leaned, a good teen comedy. Yeah, it leaned a little. It, yeah, it leaned a little too much on on the funny for me. Um, but I mean, that's probably because. I'll, look, I'll ultimately be okay with this, viewing it as like one shared universe with one big story they're all building towards. Uh, because I'm pretty sure Black Panther, at least judging by the footage we've seen so far, isn't going to be a movie full of levity. Uh, it seems like there will probably be some funny moments in it. Uh, I'm guessing mostly largely provided by Andy Serkis. Uh, yeah. One would presume, uh, and there will be some other light moments. But I feel like he's kind of like the fish out of water in it. Yes. I largely will think otherwise, uh, judging by everything I've seen, that it'll probably be a little more weighty and heavy in tone. And it just looks so cool, though. It does look really cool. And Infinity War uh, looks like... It finally looks like the movie where the Avengers are going to get their asses kicked. Which <laughs> has to happen at some point. Yeah. You, you They've done two of them, and it's basically the Avengers shredding everybody. Uh, there's like there's like one brief moment where it seems like shit's gonna go sideways, but then they come and 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 tear up everybody and then save the day, and it finally looks like it's not gonna happen this time. That things are bad things are gonna happen. There's almost certainly going to be a death in this movie. I think uh, of significance. Like I'm not talking about like a Quicksilver and Age of Ultron death. 
Um, now, it's possible. I've heard people say there could be a gimmicky death in this. Uh, because we are dealing with the Infinity Stones, and one of them is a Time Stone. And as long as Doctor Strange is in possession of this stone, the feeling is like they might be able to kill off a huge character, and because of wibbly-wobbly timey-wiminess, it can be reversed. Uh, if not now, then perhaps in Avengers 4, whatever they're going to call it. Uh, now... I'm trying to think if there was anything in particular. So one thing that doesn't get mentioned very much is like dark uh, Thanos's dark order, the people that he's sending to the children of Thanos that he's sending to go retrieve the infinity stones. We only see like a little bit of them, but uh, so I think there's four of them and they've all got wacky names that I do not remember off the top of my head. Um, and I think we only really see one of them briefly. She has a spear. I think it's that, that it's that spear that cap catches. Um, so those are all characters that you only get like the briefest glimpse of, uh, in contrast to like the Comic-Con trailer, which I've seen, have you seen that Glenn, the Comic-Con trailer? Uh, yeah, I did, but I've, I could tell you a damn thing that happened in it. Oh, there, there was like a lot of similar scenery in here from that, but one thing they did do a lot of was show a ton of Guardians of the Galaxy in it. And here the Guardians of the Galaxy are relegated to the post-title card shot. You get like uh, a one one or two second shot of them uh, as opposed to... Which is weird, by the way. I, I don't know why they uh, did that. You'd think by now they would have realized that everybody know, knows that they're in the movie. But they kind of gave them like that stinger at the end of the title card like, Oh, and guess who else is in the movie? People that you already knew were in the movie. So I, it's weird that they didn't give them... Uh, the scenes here, but uh, this certainly looks huge and sprawling and I think it all takes place on Earth, although some of the shots we saw looked like it was another planet, but everything I'm reading I think says one, it's on Earth. One, is, one might be like the Asgard planet, because he gets the Tesseract, because it's in his gauntlet. Yeah. So I don't know if he well, gets Loki, that off planet somewhere. Well, Loki has the Tesseract. I, presumably he gives it to them. Well, so, like, because the, one of the post credit scenes of Ragnarok, spoiler, 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 is they come across Thanos' ship, Sanctuary 2. Yeah. So there is talk that, like, maybe they go after him or something along those lines, and they get defeated, and that's how Thor is flung into space. And Loki is left by himself, and instead of being brave, he cowers and gives Thanos the Tesseract. Because I think that's, I think, I want to say the line that he's giving through most of the trailer, he's probably saying to Loki. Yeah. You're a big fan of uh, Josh Brolin in this trailer. I, I mean, I'm a big fan of Josh Brolin in general. Period, but yeah. We just you... don't make, we just don't make actors like him anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he, he just he look. He's a man's man. Like he looks and he talks <laughs> like a man. He is a dudely. And dude. I don't mean that. Like I don't mean that. Like in so much like masculinity thing. But I mean like a lot of these heroes now. Like Chris Hemsworth. He's a big bulking guy, but he's a pretty boy. Like but just rolling. I mean whatever. He's a good looking, but he's like classic. Like he looks like you know the silver age, golden age of movies. You know, yeah. he's man. just gritty enough. Yeah, that you probably wouldn't put him on like the best dress list or whatever. He's yeah. he's just ugly enough. He's good enough looking to be a movie star, but he's got that thing about him where it's like, nah, he wouldn't be on GQ 
or whatever. Yeah, like like Humphrey Bogart, not a good looking dude, but he look, but he yes. looks and he talks like a man, and it's just like what you would think that would be like. That's and like John Hamm, like John Hamm's very pretty, but like he definitely looks, you know, like a guy in his late mid forties, like for I get, which is why he had such a hard time getting a job for so long. Is he just looked like a guy in his late the late thirties, early forties, even when he wasn't? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I kind of think about it, why Josh Rowland probably kind of seemed like he disappeared for like twenty years after the Goonies is probably because he just looked older than what he was trying to get parts for, and then. You know, finally got a break whenever he became old enough for some of those roles. Yeah. So this, uh, pretty hyped for this. I'm sure you are as well. Marvel has built up a lot of goodwill with their movies. Uh, Let's kind of compare and contrast this because right now we're like right in the middle of like this weird uh, like triangle of superhero team-ups. Two of them are actually coming from DC. Well, I would uh, say you could say four, because if we're going to do the DC TV shows, it's not like they didn't have a team-up of the Marvel TV shows of sorts. Uh, oh, no, no, that's true. Defenders. Uh, I mean, Defenders was a little less recent. That happened, like, a few months ago. But, um, no, that's true. There there was, like, TV... There's been two TV team-ups, and there's the, the two big cinematic team-ups. Uh, weirdly enough, Marvel and... <laughs> Uh, DC, surprise, surprise, continue to be weird, polarizing figures. I feel like <laughs> I feel like DC's movie team up did not live up to expectations, whereas Marvel's TV team up also did not live up to my expectations. Uh, I thought Defenders was fine. It's it's actually so weird. I feel like about Defenders how I feel about Justice League. Defenders was fine, and it was a bit disappointing considering everything that had led up to it and how kind of strange the story was, especially by the end of it. You'll see it if you ever watch it. Uh, it's not bad by any stretch, but it's also a far cry from what I was kind of expecting. I, I wasn't really sure what I was expecting. All I know is that I didn't. I didn't. When it was done, I was just like, "Oh, that's it," which is sort <laughs> of my feeling about Justice League. Uh, yeah. Although Justice League to me had some brighter spots in it than Defenders had easily, uh, but I still left after that movie was over. I still had the feeling of like, "Ah, that was it." It, it should have felt more. Should have been more, but. Uh, and weirdly, on the other hand, DC's recent TV show team up, which you can go listen to uh, on Flashing Arrow, was excellent. I mean, minus the fact that it was operating on a TV budget. Uh, I mean, can you imagine if they'd done Crisis on Earth X with like the Justice League budget? Oh, but, dude! But they had the 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 mindset of the the television universe. Or if they I think had it would have been really with. cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, you tell excellent. me with uh, they would have given them three hundred million dollars to do <laughs> to all this. Those... I, I mean, I'm curious what the TV show is because I'm assuming each episode might be like a four million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's probably sensible. It probably cost them about, I would say, about thirty million maybe to do all this for the um, TV shows for the big crossover or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so yeah, imagine multiplying that by like 10 or whatever, so... 
Uh, that would have been cool. <laughs> it would have been it would have been crazy. Uh and it's so it's so strange. Uh it's so strange that they're kind of yin and yanging. The, yeah, well it's it's weird that they're yin and yanging in this way because <laughs> uh Defenders <laughs> this is so weird actually. The more I think about it, the weirder it is. Defenders was a crossover, but with not that many characters. And I found it to be okay. Justice League was also a, a team movie with not that many, relatively speaking, characters in it, uh, and I thought and I felt the same way about it that I did Defenders. But this Crisis on Earth X team up had a ton of people in it, way more than Justice League had. There were far, far more heroes and villains in that movie than were in Justice League, and I thought it was handled. Uh, perfectly, and they and they only had maybe about an hour more screen time, I think, in general. Uh, yeah, and obviously, Infinity War is going to be massive. Just looking at the trailer, like they relegated the whole Guardians of the Galaxy team to one shot of two seconds, and that's like six people in that like shot or whatever, five people, whatever it is, in that one shot. Uh, that's like all the people that they showed throughout the trailer. It is a massive undertaking to be able to give all those people uh, due. Now, I mean, obviously some of them are going to be background characters that don't play that huge a part in the events, but holy cow, like there's just a ton going on. It's weird. Your brain, at least for me, my brain would say the more people there are, the more jumbled it's going to be. But I don't know. That, that hasn't been the case. It's been more the case for the DC movies where they don't have that many people, but it feels very jumbled. Uh, but the TV show had a ton and handled it. I don't know. What do you think, Glenn? Is Are you on the same wavelength as me here? I, I Obviously, we haven't seen Infinity War, but basing it solely on the trailer, it feels like it's going to be very good. I don't know. What do, what do you think? Um... Like, uh, yeah, you can talk about, like, so many people being in on it at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, I would definitely say with the movie, it's just, it's going to be an interesting thing to see because there's a lot of people in it. A lot of those people got paid. Oh, yes. So for me, I would say... But they already said it because they said the movie's going to probably follow Thanos, like he's the lead in mm -hmm. in this Infinity War movie. So I don't know if they're going to show it in stages because it looks like they kind of split people up a little bit. So some people are going to cross over to different parts. But like, oh, he's in New York now. Okay, so he's getting the stone there, and then it's going to be like him going from there to Wakanda and getting uh, the stone that they have there, and then kind of going through each little deal is what it feels like it's going to be him just fighting different versions of the avengers and then he's going to get everybody all at once at the end yeah because I don't, I don't know i can't remember if they said they're going to be splitting this up again or if they're just making this one singular movie so if whatever the loose ends are for the next movie then you know maybe that's whenever they're all officially together so i don't know yeah. so i think originally this movie was supposed to be two movies but they changed their mind at some point, and Avengers 4 is 
not going to be the second half of this movie, although I feel like whatever happens here is going to be continued in that movie. Uh, but there are going to be a couple movies in between it, I think. I know, like, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think, is maybe in between it, and Captain Marvel is in between it, uh, or something along those lines. Uh, what they have said, though, I'm curious to get your take on this. Uh, they said after Avengers 4, uh, that's supposed to be, like, the finale of... Not, like, the permanent finale of the MCU, but a finale. Like, there's going to be everything everything before Avengers 4 and everything after. Uh, I don't know. How, how are you feeling about doing a, a finale for... Uh, do, you, do you think they should just do a flat-out finale for the whole universe? I mean, they're not gonna, but do you think maybe that's where they should have uh, should cut it and put it to an end? I mean, I definitely they're gonna think they're going to kill some people off, but I don't know if... Oh, Kevin Feige's always been pretty cryptic on the way. He, it's weird. He'll be really direct, mm-hmm. but like it depends on how how he wants it to really be. Because he says like, "Oh, it's finale. It's going to be a whole new wave. All the next twenty films. That's going to be the next phase." Twenty more. And so this is like the official closure of this big phase. Yes. So. So I just don't really know because he like he keeps changing what he means by phases. So there's phase one, phase two, phase three. Now it's like now this is phase one. I'm like, well, yeah, but you said phase one was this. Now you're just saying, oh, Avengers four that consider phase and everything's gonna splinter off and go in a completely new direction. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just see how many people die. Um, Mm -hmm. My only thing is. I don't necessarily want to be like, oh, well, restart the universe and we're going to recast and have the same heroes. Like, I'm fine with them digging out some new ones. Um, But I'm also curious to see how much of it depends on what they can get their rights back to. And yeah, that of course is one. How much, how many more characters they can get under their belt again, especially the really big ones. Oh, yeah. Um,. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's a waiting game, I guess, on that, to see where they go. I mean, obviously, Tom Holland, is they want him to be around for a long time. And, you know, probably Black Panther, Doctor Strange, all of the people we've been just introduced to, I imagine, are going to be sticking around for a little while. Uh, you know, and maybe seeing, like, uh, Bucky as Captain America taking the helm of Captain America or whatever. I presume that by the time Avengers 4 is over... We'll, We'll have seen our last movies with uh, Captain America, like Cap- like Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. I imagine, but I don't know. We, I we think I think Downey might stay along a little bit longer, just because his production company, his first movie that he made was a stinker. Is that and a Judge movie? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did not make its money. Has he and made anything so, since then of <laughs> that Judge movie? Uh, I think he has a couple of things down the pipeline. Uh, but um, yeah, so, I just I really think a lot. I feel like almost, I mean he's always talking about how much he wants to get paid and that kind of stuff. So I really do oh, think yeah. that his oh, yeah. biggest motivation is how independent he can become. Because so many of them want their own production companies now. You know, it's like Seth Rogen has his own production company now, which is why he's hardly written and done anything. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he was an executive producer for a couple of music videos. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's oh, he's producing a Richard Linklater movie huh. that he's starring in. Ah, I see. It's called Larry's Kidney, and it's a writer travels to China to help find his cousin a kidney. Super weird. Huh. That's Richard Linklater for you, though, I guess. I don't know. That that's, seems like an odd movie, but all right. Um, <laughs> that's a weird note to end off on, but that's kind of all we had to talk about was this Avengers Infinity War trailer. But it's big news, and uh, in a couple weeks' time, Star Wars The Last Jedi is going to be opening. I'm pretty sure everybody's going to be seeing it. Hopefully we can get just more than Glenn and I on the show to talk about it although that might not be until near the end of the year or early next year. really sort of just depends on when everybody's schedules shake out. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else really coming out that's going to be worthy of talk. Everything is going to... Uh, I think the news cycle is probably going to quiet down a little bit while Star Wars grabs all the headlines for Well, we've probably bit. got Jurassic World. It's probably going to have a trailer come out soon. Ah, uh, that's true. They do have a name for it as well. I don't remember what it is at the, off the top of my head, but they have a name for the new... Uh, Lost Kingdom? I think that's what it's called? Fallen Kingdom or something like that? Yeah. Fallen something... Kingdom, yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, there will be things to talk about. Hopefully, uh, if we don't get a chance to discuss Last Jedi before the end of the year, uh, then at the very least, uh, I think we'd like to try to come back uh, before the end of the year and do our annual best ofs uh, when it comes to TV and movie. Uh, I've got quite a weird list. I, I don't have a lot of yeah, worst I saw a lot this of movies. I've actually seen way more than I thought I have. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. So if we don't get around to doing Last Jedi before the end of the year, we'll definitely come back before the end of the year to do uh, best ofs. Uh, so that is a wrap head on over to cinemageekly.com check out the archives of the show find us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music just search for Cinema Geekly and hit subscribe to get the latest episodes when we come back it'll hopefully be sometime before the end of December to maybe talk about Star Wars but to definitely talk our best ofs on another episode of the Cinema Geekly Podcast